suspicious milk. everybody and welcome back to Witch Fix. Today I'm looking at another movie because to be honest I just don't feel like reading at the moment. I've got enough on without trying to read stuff. Also I've been trying to read like the same novel for the last two months so that's not going too well but I am making serious inroads into the old movies so I thought I'd continue with that and today I watched The Woods from 2005-2006 uh, depending on where you're looking. Uh, it's a certificate 15 and it's an hour and 27-ish minutes long. A horror film, to be honest, not that scary, but uh, it is quite a good movie and I'll be going through the plot with you in a moment. As for the people in it, uh, most notably Patricia Clarkson and Bruce Campbell. Patricia Clarkson, who you might remember from playing the mum in Easy A, and most notably recently in the Maze Runner trilogy, she was kind of like the face of the evil organisation that was wicked. Um, she's a great actress. Lover. She may be a witch because she doesn't appear to be aging. I digress. Bruce Campbell, most notably for the Evil Dead series as as Ash. Um, he's also in this for for the longest time. Like at the beginning of the movie, he just doesn't talk, and I just assumed he was just like a silent character who does nothing but drop his daughter off at a boarding school. But he does come back and he does have lines, so that's very exciting. And uh, also Agnes Bruckner, who I think is playing uh, the, the main character, Heather, who I swear I've seen in something else. Cannot work out what that is, but whatever. So the uh, story, as told by the back of the DVD case, which we've previously learned is never reliable, is this. The woods come alive in this frightening psychological horror story of a young girl with a marked soul. Fulburn Academy is a prestigious all-girls boarding school, Uwa. Nestled deep within the forest, its newest student, Heather Fasulo, Agnes Bruckner, isn't like the others. She hears voices. Left by her parents, Bruce Campbell and Emma Campbell, under the menacing watch of headmistress Ms. Traverse, Patricia Clarkson, and her eerie staff, she quickly realises that nothing at Fulburn is what it seems. But when her classmates begin mysteriously disappearing into the forest, Heather will uncover a horrifying secret and receive an education in terror. At Fulburn, the biggest lessons to be learned is that there is no escaping the woods and the tagline on the front is private school, deadly lessons. You know, so, so we're in for a good one here. I found this just by googling like films that have witches in them and then for half the movie I was slightly worried that I had been lied to because there's nothing in the description that seems to suggest witches um, but there are witches in this movie they just don't do a lot of witch stuff uh, as we shall see before I get into the plot I'm just going to give trigger warnings for suicide which is discussed and there are also images associated with same and uh, an instance which I guess could be considered similar to sexual assault um, but is basically just uh, someone being forced to, to take medication um, which uh, we'll see in a minute. So we see at the beginning of the movie that Heather the main character is sleeping and appears to be dreaming or remembering something as a dream where she's walking along through a forest with a, a big sloshing gas can and, and sloshing gas everywhere and setting a fire. Uh, we then cut to her being driven to Fulburn Academy by um, Mr. and Mrs. Bruce Campbell. And they meet Ms. Traverse, who is sort of outside of the, the school. They show them into the school and there is ivy growing through all the windows, which you'd think someone would take care of. But it, it is quite creepy looking, so I'll give them that. What annoyed me is that none of the normal characters, i.e. the ones who are not witches, comment on the ivy. 
it seems like that's something that they would notice. But there we go. We learn that uh, all the teachers at the school used to be pupils. I didn't learn any of their names aside from Miss Traverse, so I'm just going to be referring to them by what subject I thought they taught. Ms. Traverse uh, questions Heather separately and says she seems to be a bit of an arsonist and that she nearly set the house on fire after an argument with her mother. Uh, this seems to be quite a tense relationship between her and her mother and they don't seem to get on very well at all. And then uh, Ms. Traverse asks Heather if she's gifted because her father isn't as rich as he pretends to be and she will need a scholarship in order to attend the school. Mr. Verse then gives Heather a test on some of the lumpiest homemade looking paper I've ever seen. This looks like it came off the fucking ark and is very creepy looking. It's basically just uh, lots of questions which all have four shapes underneath and the questions all seem to be like which represents this that and the other to you. I couldn't really get a close look at it but the shapes all appear to be kind of strange looking uh, and one of them is a pentacle so um, maybe they cribbed different occult symbols from various places she leaves heather alone to do this test and heather then quickly circles the second uh, and third shape in alternate rows so it doesn't really seem like she cares very much uh, but she does get a paper cut on the world's lumpiest paper uh, and bleeds all, all over one page of it so then miss traverse comes back looks at the test and seems satisfied so I feel like this is something to do with blood and not the test itself. Now that it's been decided that Heather is going to stay at the school, uh, she's asked to change into a uniform and taken to a cafeteria where all the girls are gossiping. What struck me is that all the girls are drinking milk. Like there's a lady going around with a jug saying, don't forget to drink your milk. So if this milk doesn't have drugs or poison in it, I will be very surprised because who enjoys drinking milk? Ugh. Anywho, uh, we are then introduced to two other girls at the school. One is Marcy, who has dark hair and seems quite nervous. Uh, she talks to Heather and asks her if she took the scholarship exam. And then a blonde bully called Samantha comes over to make fun of the fact that Heather has red hair, which feels like a very kind of 90s thing to do in what is ostensibly 2005, although the film is set in 1965. So this is just very confusing. But she asks Marcy if Heather's pubes match her hair and, and then calls her fire crotch, which is a nickname that will be used on her throughout the movie. I feel like they could have chosen literally anything else to bully her about and it would have been more effective. Maybe that's just my ex-ginge talking. Samantha ends this sort of verbal altercation by purposefully knocking uh, Marcy's milk over, which is mean but you know that milk probably has poison in it so she's probably saving marcy's life there we go we then see that heather hears voices uh, like seemingly in the wind or in the rustling of the trees and then sort of has these weird dreams of she's running in the woods but then there are other girls running in the woods who seem to be wearing older versions of the school uniform so i feel like she's seeing some sort of historic event happening when she wakes up she sees a girl sitting on a bed in the dark in the far corner of the room and just walks over there because that's something you definitely want to approach. Uh, the girl is covered in blood. She has blood all over her hands and all over her feet. Um, and she says, this is my bed. And then Heather decides to, um, I guess, form some sort of tete-a-tete -tete with this spooky spectre by going, oh, it's a nice bed. And then the girl goes, someone else will have to sleep here now and then screams at her. So... This ghost is not looking to make friends. This ghost is then kind of supplanted by another ghost who's a smaller blonde girl with ringletted hair who has a large 
bloody axe uh, and goes after Heather with it. But Heather fortunately wakes up. Whatever is in that milk, it's, it's not agreeing with anybody. The next morning we got our first little bit of lore because Heather asks Marcy about the, the bed which appears to be vacant and is told it's Anne's bed because Anne attempted to kill herself and is currently hospitalised. Samantha then continues to bully Marcy and heather interchangeably the math teacher who um has the defining characteristic of having kind of a facial twitch uh, which becomes important later uh, she is annoyed when heather is late to her lesson by three minutes because she was busy being bullied uh, and then gives her a demerit because her blouse is untucked and then when she tries to tuck her blouse in yells at her for being trashy for tucking her shirt in in front of people and sends her to the headmistress like this woman goes full on ape shit over this blouse thing nothing really comes of that i don't really know why she was so serious about it but uh, after she's been sent to the headmistress she says you know she's in trouble already she'll call her parents and they'll come and take her home the headmistress then allows her to call her mum but the mum basically just says that she's caused a lot of trouble she's happier without her and when heather kind of breaks down in tears and says she misses her friends her mum tells her she has no friends to miss and then hangs up. Her mum's kind of a bitch. After being dismissed and quite understandably upset, Heather runs into the woods. Uh, but then when night falls, she hears creepy laughter and sees these girls in historic clothing running around in the woods. So um, sh she flees and eventually ends up back at the school where all of the teachers are waiting outside for her. Marcy then tells her that she shouldn't run into the woods because they're dangerous and that the school is a lot better than being at home. Um, then Heather wishes that her mother was dead, which I mean, fair, given what we've seen. And uh, the two then listen to music together on like a portable radio that Marcy has. And we get a little montage to You Don't Own Me, where they seem to be like bonding and, you know, just having a great friendship time. And that's a class song. So I, I quite enjoyed that. While playing volleyball outside in, in the grounds, as I guess part of PE, Samantha gets a look from the head and one of the other teachers and then spikes the ball into the woods so that Heather has to go get it. And when Heather gets close to the edge of the woods, she hears the voices whispering again. Uh, so I guess the teachers wanted her to be exposed to five seconds of spooky whispering because otherwise there's no point in the scene being here. Marcy, Heather and some of the other girls who aren't bullies but who are I don't think ever really seen or heard from again after this scene um, stay up at night and they talk about the spooky voices that uh, Heather has been hearing and then we get another big lore drop which I was kind of here for. I, I enjoyed this story. Uh, it is the story of Clara Thompson which is not a scary name, but Clara Thompson, which is a traditional ghost story, which has been told at the school apparently for a very long time. I don't know how any of these girls know this because they don't seem to be related to like other people who've gone to the school. Like there's no one who says like, oh, well, my mum came here and so did her mother before her. Like they all seem to just be like the first people in their family to come here. But whatever. They tell the story of Clara Thompson, who, along with her two sisters, came out of the woods one day and uh, then took over the school via the following. Uh, they were accepted into the school f for some reason, uh, and they appeared to also hear these whispery voices coming from the trees. They were very weird. They were ostracised and at one point were caught by other girls at the school doing a strange ritual, which we don't get to see. But we do see them getting pelted with rocks and what might be manure, so I guess we can all know where that went. 
Uh, Clara then, for revenge, offered the souls of all of the schoolgirls at the school to the forest. And then they all followed her into the woods. Uh, and when they all came out again, they were kind of her puppets. They seemed to be possessed. And she chopped the headmistress up with an axe and threw her in the well. So that's all creepy and cool. Uh, and I was looking forward to some more lore on that. Some expanded story telling maybe about where Clara and her sisters had come from. Where did they go? Where did they come from? Cotton Eye Joe. But we never get that. So uh, that, that's basically all we get of her story. During the telling of this story, we hear the voices say, I'm so proud of you, Heather. And Heather snaps a pencil, uh, appearing to be stressed by this. It is quite hard to tell a lot of the time what the voices are actually saying, but I think I got that one right. When a girl called Barb asks her, you know, if she's scared of the woods, uh, they dare Barb to go into the woods. But nothing really comes of this because as soon as they all go outside, they run into the headmistress on the like edge of the tree line and then all bolt back to bed. Uh, the next day, Heather is escorted to a kind of greenhouse off of the biology lab uh, to meet with the head teacher, um, Ms. Traverse, uh, as part of an advanced course which she has to attend in order to keep her scholarship. This course seems to consist entirely of Ms. Traverse asking her uncomfortable questions because um, Heather says that her mum was convinced to send her to this school by some woman who visited like her original school. And then Ms. Traverse drops some home truths on her by saying that a loving mother would never abandon her child. Um, so why would your mother leave you here? It's because she's afraid of you. Meanwhile, the voices kind of amp up for Heather and you hear them saying things like kill her, kill your mother, serve us. We love you. Um, the head then asks about the voices. Uh, Heather sees a brief vision of Clara and then kind of snaps out of it and demands to know what's going on. Uh, to which Ms. Traverse apologises for scaring her, but then nothing is really said or done about this after the fact. Just outside the greenhouse, while she's hightailing it out of there, uh, Heather runs into Samantha, and Samantha is quite aggressive and asks her if she's special enough, says she looks like she's seen a ghost, so obviously Samantha knows something about what's going on. And then in class after this, Heather does the pencil bit from the craft, she balances it on the point, but uh, she ups the ante by balancing a whole eraser on the top of it. It's never really explained why her ability to balance things is so important, but we are shown many examples of it throughout the movie, which is weird, and I would have liked some sort of explanation for that. We then cut to choir practice, which Marcy seems to be heavily involved in. She has like a lot of very choiry solos, I guess. Uh, but at this particular choir practice, Anne, the uh, student who has the bed that has gone empty so far is reintroduced into the populace uh, under police escort for some reason and then marcy says that anne can't actually go home because her parents are dead which is a little bit foreshadowy samantha then continues to harass both marcy and heather but heather's had enough and uh, after samantha throws a glass of milk in uh, marcy's face because it's all about the milk guys suspicious milk um heather has had enough jumps up and punches samantha in the face uh, the two then go at it on the floor for a little bit and to be honest heather seems to be winning and no one seems to want to break this up until the maths teacher turns up uh, and also anne doesn't react to the fight going on at all she just kind of acts like it's not happening the maths teacher who is the one with the uh, kind of facial twitch then takes heather to see the headmistress 
But then Heather imitates the facial twitch when she is um, refuting what she's saying has occurred in the canteen. And the headmistress slaps her across the face, which you definitely should do because imitating someone's disability or whatever is just not cool. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to give the headmistress a free pass on that one because, I mean, so far she's she's done nothing weird. But she does verbatim repeat something Samantha said earlier in the biology lab that uh, if Heather doesn't wise up to how they do things around here, there will be serious consequences. These serious consequences never occur and are never fully outlined, so we only have her word for it. Heather then tries to talk to Anne again, who says a lot of things that are very mysterious, uh, namely that Anne, Heather and Marcy are special, that they have to do it or they will kill everyone. Anne then says that she's cold, which seemingly prompts Heather to climb up and try to shut uh, a window. Meanwhile, Anne says, it's too late. They've come for me. And we see fog start to roll in outside. This fog then fills the dormitory. Everyone else is asleep, so they don't notice. And under the fog, we see like branches or roots moving. Uh, this is disrupted, however, when Heather demonstrating not an ability to balance falls from where she's trying to close the window and lands on the floor disrupting the fog and apparently sending all the fog and branches away she is then taken to the nurse for a sprained ankle and uh, in the intervening time the fog comes back and gets Anne anyway but um no one else again wakes up or notices anything probably because of the milk uh, but next morning when uh, Heather gets back to the dormitory and tries to wake Anne up from her bed, she pulls back the cover and finds just an Anne-shaped pile of leaves. So something weird's going on uh, and uh, I hope we find out what that is. Through a sort of milk-drugged haze, uh, I think the following day or evening or morning or whenever this is, Heather sort of sees uh, the choir mistress come for Marcy. She's brought her a special cup of tea for her throat and says to wake up because it's time for her lesson. And they're going to do it over and over again until the song is perfect. Um, which kind of reminded me of Suspiria. Like when they've got to have this dance and the dance is the, the spell. Like this song is clearly very important to, I guess, something the witches are doing, which is why Marcy has to practice so much. Heather then overhears a conversation between uh, the headmistress and the police guy who's come back. He's returned with Anne's necklace, which was left at the hospital. And surprisingly, the headmistress says that she'll give it to Anne that evening because she's pretending that Anne has not gone missing, despite having told everyone that Anne is missing and that every effort is being gone to to find her. So Heather is naturally quite suspicious. Heather then tries to talk to Marcy about this, but Marcy snaps that she is tired because she's had a long practice day. Her throat hurts and she insists that everything is fine and then she calls heather firecrotch so it, it's kind of like she's joined the ranks of the bullies and heather is now on her own in retaliation heather then goes back to the dormitory and smashes uh, marcy's walkman which uh, is obviously very precious to her as being like a source of outside music and entertainment when she smashes it however the pieces uh, break apart but then just kind of stay on end they don't 
fall down and scatter as you would expect. It's kind of like someone switched the gravity off. Uh, the head walks in when this is happening and then uh, Heather passes out further injuring her previously injured ankle. Following this uh, Heather is now on crutches and not speaking to Marcy and Samantha the bully also appears to be being kept at an arm's length from Heather by the biology teacher who seems to be with her all the time. We also see someone's hand I'm, I'm presuming the lunch lady over the jug of milk uh, with some sort of thick black goo dripping out of it and I called that the milk was evil, so I was hella excited at this point, as well as being very turned off milk. Not that I was ever turned on by milk, but you, you get what I'm saying. That night, Heather sees Marcy crying over her broken radio. Everyone else is just getting into a bed, ignoring her, so it seems like everyone's had their milk for the day. And that night, Marcy is taken by the branch fog, because uh, the fog kind of conceals the branches. Um, so... She's gone and there's just leaves now. So I guess she's left. Marcy leaves. A joke like that. Heather, at this point in some sort of milk-dazed stupor, does half wake up and sees the branches on the floor, even going so far as putting her foot out of the bed and onto the floor, uh, but then instantly falls asleep and wakes up in the morning with her foot still on the floor. But uh, Marcy's gone by then. Heather then tries to enter the woods to look for Marcy because she can hear the whispering but Samantha stops her and says um, a lot of things very quickly so I had to watch this bit three times but basically she says she tried to warn Heather away from Marcy because she knew something like this was going to happen she says she has called Bruce Campbell and says um, said that Heather has had a sort of episode and that he needs to come and collect her she needs to go uh, she talks about the tests, how Clara was just the beginning and says that Clara was possessed by the woods uh, and that the woods need more bodies to which Heather is the key. So Heather clearly an integral part of some sort of plan involving the woods and I guess witches. Uh, she also then says, don't drink the milk, which um, really helps to hammer the point home after, you know, seeing the black goo going in. Uh, people continue to drink the milk, though, so... Not really sure this warning was heeded. Samantha is then taken away by the biology professor who just kind of like steers her away and then later screams interrupt Heather's history class and everyone runs to the refectory to find that Samantha has hung herself or was you know fairly obviously murdered by witches. Heather is then confronted by Ms Traverse asking what she said to Samantha which is pretty ballsy because we all know that Samantha's been bullying her for weeks and um she says that she didn't say anything. And at this point, Ms. Traverse seems genuinely to not know what's going on. Uh, she says that the girls are just missing. She doesn't understand where um, Heather is getting these wild theories from. She's doing everything she can and she doesn't want to lose the school. This all turns out to be bollocks, but it's well acted bollocks because she does a great job of like the character acting, not the actual actress acting. Although the actress is doing a great job of acting like the character is acting because I can words good. But it, it's all very well done, and it had me genuinely considering for a moment that maybe Ms. Traverse was genuinely innocent. But she guilty as fuck. The uh, policeman called Robert, we learn his name, so obviously he's for the chop. He then turns up, and Heather very pointedly asks him how the search for Anne and Marcy is going. Obviously he had no idea they were missing, but the head covers for this by saying that they actually vanished after Samantha killed herself and that they were seen running into the woods and that, that he will be shown exactly where they've gone. So he's marked for death. 
Uh, he then drives around in the woods for a little bit, uh, and then a tree branch falls on his car, and then a bunch more do, and then he is impaled. So, Robert's down. Uh, Heather then looks at the scholarship tests. God only knows how she gets access to this. Um, but she sees that although all of their answers appear to be different, there is blood in the same place on hers and Marcy's. So it does seem like something to do with their blood uh, is how they're being chosen. But this is never further elaborated on, which is kind of disappointing. Bruce Gamble then comes to collect his daughter, which he duly does and they leave. But um, they do manage to get lost, even though he's been to this school at least twice. Um, I guess because the forest is now against them. Uh, her mum is also snapping at her for, I, I guess, failing at, at being in a school full of murderous witches. Uh, and then a tree seemingly growing out of the middle of the road causes the car to veer off. Car then comes to a complete stop, but then appears to be flipped by, a, I'm guessing, an evil tree. But uh, it's kind of hard to tell because it's quite dark. It's kind of unintentionally funny because the tree is kind of pulling uh, Heather's mum out of the car while Heather is unconscious. While she's being pulled, flailing and screaming out of the passenger side window, Bruce Campbell can very obviously see up this poor woman's skirt, and then she kicks him in the eye with her um, high-heeled shoe. So uh, I just found it quite funny. Um, but she gets taken and killed, and her body is dropped on the bonnet of the car. Heather then wakes up in hospital, and when the nurse refuses to tell her where her parents are, or if they are alive, which 50% of them are not, uh, she gets out of bed and goes looking. She locates her father, uh, but then is dragged away by concerned medical staff uh, while she has some sort of screaming fit and is then forcibly sedated and put back in bed. Meanwhile, um, Ms. Traverse kind of corners the dad and cuts her hand open placing her hand over his mouth so that he ends up eating i guess a lot of her greenish black blood which um i don't think would agree with anyone uh, and seems to send him into a comatose state heather then wakes up from her sedation uh, hearing a voice in her head that says it is time which is never good. Uh, she's taken by Ms. Traverse, seeing her father on the way out, now catatonic in a wheelchair. She's assured that this is just temporary, and I definitely believe her. And then uh, Ms. Traverse and Heather have a sit down at the school, and she's given some stones to balance, which she then balances, because she's good at balancing things. Somehow this makes her the key to this tree ritual. I am nonplussed. She then does the classic, I appear to be conforming and drinking my skanky chunky milk and following the rules and accepting that my bed is now the fog bed in the fog corner where people get fogged. Um, so it, it seems like she's just getting along with things finally. But it's all a ruse. She forces herself to throw up the cursed milk, which includes a leaf, which is truly weird and disturbing. She also reveals that she is fully dressed under her pyjamas and then tries to climb out of the window that she fell down from before. The window is not having this and bitch slaps her back into the room, which is hilarious. Tree branches slash rooty things start coming in through that window and essentially chase her into a bathroom. Then they start coming in through that window and eventually get her. The effects for this look great, to be honest. Um, I think it's all CGI. It doesn't seem like there's real branches in there but it looks very good it looks quite expensive so um that was quite pleasing to see uh, because 
there had really been like no effects so far and uh, it was kind of good that they didn't fall apart at this crucial moment after heather is captured we see her dad in the hospital again but he throws up a bunch of black goo and a twig which is worse than a leaf i think we can all agree uh, he then escapes of the hospital and appears to be going to the school uh, to rescue her because obviously he now knows that something is very wrong. Ms. Traverse then appears to Heather who wakes up in, I'm guessing, like the final ritual site. Uh, unclear where they are, but I'm guessing the woods because probably the woods. We then get some kind of confusing speech uh, from Ms. Traverse, but it's being intercut with so much whispering that I, I struggle to make it out but basically from the image overlay it's pretty clear that Ms. Traverse is Clara Thompson and that her aim here is to perform a ritual that will allow uh, she says others doesn't really specify who uh, to be free and to fully enter the world so some sort of spirits of the wood essentially that she's trying to free with whatever ritual she's doing this ritual appears to involve Marcy singing while wrapped up in roots which was kind of creepy and cool uh, but also Anne is there and she just has a bunch of like sprouts growing out of her and I was a little bit annoyed that Marcy kind of had this purpose of being there she was there to sing the song as part of the ritual and didn't really have a defined role uh, maybe her role could have been like a ritual dance or her role could have been I don't know a fucking powerpoint presentation but I felt like she didn't have one so there was very little reason for her to be there Ms. Traverse also remarks that she's been bound to this place for hundreds of years. So I guess she and the rest of the women there are the girls from the story who originally went into the woods and then came back possessed. And they've been trying to, I guess, recreate that ritual. But I don't know why they wouldn't be able to recreate it just straight away by doing it again themselves, but with other people there. The whole film kind of starts falling apart at this point. It feels like the plot isn't completely squared away, but um, I'm going to brush past it. Heather's role at this ritual is literally to balance a pile of stones. Like, I, I don't understand. It's like they saw that one pencil bit of the craft and were like, balancing. That's what witches are good at, because that seems to be Heather's only skill. So she balances some rocks, which is all very nice uh, and then the roots come into the windows of the dormitory and start wrapping themselves around the girls who are all in deep milk sleep and yes milk sleep sounds disgusting bruce campbell then finds an axe and intervenes with that axe uh, he manages to chop one witch before he is dragged away by roots and uh, it's then heather's turn to wield the axe uh, she picks it up chops a witch then chops a couple more uh, and then um, she kills uh, Ms. Traverse, who says, as she's like being chopped to death, so gifted. Those are like her last words. Heather has her approval, which is nice. Uh, with her death and the deaths of the rest of the witches, the branches then recede from both Bruce Campbell and the dormitory. And the day appears to be saved. Uh, we then get like a little post finale wrap up bit. Uh, when uh, we see Heather burning the tests, uh, she's found a lot more of them, but she burns them. And then we see Bruce Campbell and all the girls walking down the highway away from the school, which appears to be burning way back in the trees. And we get a little bit of text over that that says in 1965, the school mysteriously burned down, but the fire did not touch the forest. Woo! 
and, and then there are credits. And delightfully, they play You Don't Own Me Again, which is still a great song, so double song points. Overall, I think this is quite a solid film. Uh, all the acting is, is really good. Uh, there was no weak link to speak of. Everyone knew their jobs. They acted well. I really loved um, Patricia Clarkson as like the headmistress because she does this kind of mysterious, cold and yet mildly concerned and motherly thing really well. Uh, you kind of saw it uh, if you've seen like the Maze Runner films. She's great in those as well. She plays the same kind of character. Um, so that's really good. Um, the main character as well, uh, the one playing Heather, does an excellent job. Um, I kind of liked the lore as well, the setup to everything about the woods, uh, how these girls kind of went into the woods and came back as witches, having received this weird power from the woods themselves. That was pretty cool. I wish we'd gotten more lore about how those original three girls had acquired those powers. Maybe there could have been some kind of twist there, like maybe they had like relatives who went away and further generations down the line had resulted in Heather. Or something cool like that to explain why Heather was so important, aside from, you know, her mad balancing skills. Um... So that that was kind of disappointing, as was the, the kind of nonsensical ritual. There was no real explanation as to why they needed someone to sing and someone to be covered in bean sprouts and someone to balance some rocks. It didn't really come across as well as, say, like the dance ritual in uh, Suspiria 2018. Because even though you didn't really know the point of that, you could definitely feel that it was some sort of way of channeling energy through movement and I felt like the things that they were doing with the the three girls were too specific to just be a formless ritual like it felt like there should be meaning there and that meaning wasn't really explained in any way uh, I also kind of wish we'd seen them do more witch stuff because the witches themselves as in the teachers and Ms. Traverse don't seem to do anything witchy there's a bit where they look at the woods and the woods whisper that's about it. We don't get to see them doing any rituals or communing with the woods. We don't even really get an explanation as to what their blood is doing and why it's greenish black now. I'm guessing because they're like one with the trees, but um, that could have been cool to have an explanation of why that was happening. It feels like there was a really solid lead in, a lot of atmosphere, a lot of tension being built in a kind of Suspiria way. Uh, it reminded me a lot of Suspiria, also of Five Girls. Um, it had a lot of those classic horror elements from Suspiria and films like it. But then the ending kind of scrabbled to try and make that all make sense and in the end didn't really manage to. So that was a little bit disappointing, but up until that point pretty solid and enjoyable film. Is it witchy enough? I don't really think so, but uh, it's far from being the least witchy film we've looked at, so let's just put that there. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you can think of any other films about, you know, scary trees or even better, haunted milk, then please do get in touch. You can do so in the normal ways, Twitter or by email, both of which are in the description box, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye! <laughs>